0: You're listening to a podcast from York City Church. If you like what you hear and you'd like to find out more, please visit our website at www.yorkcitychurch.org.uk. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Paul and Lucy. Uh, Okay, if you'd like to have a seat for a moment. So uh, there's this psalm that we're looking at, right? Psalm 121 that speaks about God being a God who helps us. And uh, so I thought that what we could do for a little bit of fun is uh, have a little bit of a quiz and see how good you are at being creative in thinking about who the best person to ask for help might be. So I'll give you this morning the Who You are Gonna Call quiz. (laughs) Now, the answer to none of the questions is Ghostbusters, just just to say. Um, and probably men of a certain age will probably remember this film well. But anyway, there we go. Um, what we're going to do is kind of ask some questions, and what I want to do is get you in six teams. This is a team thing, all right. So I want you to arrange yourself quickly. You can kind of do it roughly by blocks if you like. Um, can we do? Probably, that's probably one team up there. So you're going to have to make like friends. Sorry if you sat up there because you thought, that would mean I can avoid talking to other people. Sorry. This is your time. So that's one team up there. We will split this thing into two teams. And I think we'll go from the line between Pete Bixby and Mike Bilson. So Mike Bilson, you're one team, and you are one team there. So that's three teams, four, five, six teams. Good. Does that make sense? Amazing, right. Could you nominate someone from your team, please, to come and get a pen and a piece of paper? So what I'm looking for, the prize, there are six questions, six rounds, and there is a prize on what I'm looking for is the most creative answer to the question, okay? There is probably an obvious answer to each one, but there is a, there, what I'm looking for is the most creative Zany, funny answer. So the first, who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? Because there is an unexploded World War II bomb in my garden. Who are you going to call? And, it, and it's ticking, by the way. You haven't got all, after, all morning to do it, so quick, quick. Right, okay, question number two is coming up. Listen. I am being attacked by a killer alpaca. Who are you going to call? Right, okay, that's... Plenty of time for the two. Number three, who are you gonna call? My big toe has got stuck in the hot tap in the bathtub. <laughs> who are you gonna call? Probably no one, because you wouldn't have your phone, would you? Okay, so number four, who are you gonna call? My bum has caught on fire, who are you gonna call? <laughs> In our household, the answer to this next one is very obvious, and I expect in a lot of your households it's the same. The answer to this next one in most houses is my mum. Who are you gonna call? I can't find the remote control. All right, okay, and the final one, the final who are you gonna call? Number six. If you read a bit of David Walliams, this might give you a little bit of an idea. I think my grandma is an international jewel thief. Who are you going to call? All righty, okay. Time is up, time is up. That is the end. You haven't got any more time to answer your questions. Right, so, so we are looking for answers to the questions. Who are you going to call? There's an unexploded World War II bomb in my garden. I'm being attacked by killer alpaca. My big toe's got stuck in a hot tub and bathtub. My bum, butt, bottom, derriere, for those who didn't know what I said, has caught fire. I can't find the remote control. I think my grandma is an international jewel thief. Right, I want you to shout out, I think, Tara, can you help me adjudicate which is the most creative, coolest answer? Because you don't look like you're in a team. So you can, you can help me with this. Right. we're going to go around team by team. I want you to shout out your answer to me. So number one, World War II bomb. Who are you going to call? The Incredibles? Okay, pretty good. Down here. A bowler with a magnet. Okay, all right, over here. Your (laughs) dad? Nice, okay, over here. Pete Rayner. Okay, interesting, yeah, okay. I mean, more more credible than Pete Roderick, I must say, but that's... uh, Okay, this half. Johnny English. Whoa, right, okay, Tara. What do you think? I think I might have a favourite there. Tyler doesn't know. I'm going to go Johnny English. I think that's pretty really good. Your prize to share out is a packet of Harrow Rose sour parts. OK, Task Force Box. OK, right, we're going to do the same thing again. Number two Killer Alpaca. Who are you going to call? Ace Spencer, detective. Here. A sheep. Sh- OK. An ostrich. Right? Bear grills, a nice alpaca, uh, Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle, that's pretty good, but Ace Ventura wins it I think, don't you think, Tara? Well done, guys. Up big. Right. Toe stuck in the bath. Let's start here. An occupational therapist. <laughs> <laughs> occupational yeah, therapist. Very good. Over here. Darren. Who? Darren. Darren. <laughs> you win. <laughs> I don't want to hear it, that just wins straight away. Uh, My bum has caught on fire. You lot. Fireman Sam. I didn't have a wheel of cheese for a prize, I'm afraid. Uh, Oh, OK, I think Fireman Sam's out then, isn't he? OK, what about here? Oh, yeah. No, 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 this is the bum. My bum's on fire. Ice cream van, yeah, that's all right. A freezer company, yeah. And did we have your one? Jack and Jill. I've forgotten them all now. And the International Jewel Thief. Who hasn't had a packet of sweets yet? Ah, okay. There you go. Well done, everyone. Give yourselves a round of applause. Um, York City Church does not endorse any of these answers as actual official church doctrine or practice or dogma just so that you know in case it happens and you decide to sue us. Thank you very much. Okay. After the craziness... So, why have we just done this whole big thing about who are you going to call? Here's the thing, right? When you are in a little bit of a fix, when you are a little bit stuck, when you're in a little bit of a zany, something's happening and you're a little bit out of control and out of your depth, you need someone to help you. And most of the time, most people, when they look for someone to help, most of the time, look for someone who is bigger, wiser stronger more skillful more experienced basically more able to help that's who you call out to don't you and so this morning we're going to look at this psalm 121 and we're going to think about what this psalm might say to us how it might help us to understand a bit more about God how it might help us to understand a bit more about how we can walk with God And the main question that this psalm asks, the main question that runs all the way through the psalm is, who can I rely on to help me? Whom can I trust to be my helper? Who is there? Who is there really who can actually help me? Now, we don't need to climb any mountains on our way to church. And we don't need to, unless you live in Dunnington, I mean, it's not really a mountain, is it? more of an incline. Um, and we don't have to go all the way to Jerusalem every Sunday to worship. And I'm sure Jerusalem's really nice. I'm, I've never been there. I'm sure it's great, but I'm glad I don't have to go there every Sunday for church. But if we we're a Christian, and if we follow Jesus, then Our whole life is like one big journey of learning what it means to follow Jesus and get to know God better. It takes all of our lives to do that. And sometimes that journey is a little bit tricky. Sometimes there are things that happen on that journey of following Jesus that are hard. Sometimes there are things that happen that hurt a little bit. Sometimes there are things that are confusing. It's not always easy, and so we need help. So who do we look to and who do we rely on for help on this journey? Well, the psalm tells us, the Lord is my helper. God is my helper. But there's another question. How can you be sure? How can you really know that God will help you? How can you be confident That God will help you when the chips are down, when it's really difficult, when you're not quite sure what to do. How can you be certain? Well, the psalm helps us a little bit. When you really need help, and I mean really need help, it's no good at all asking someone who can't help. We did the quiz, didn't we? And it was funny and it was silly, and we, we said, you know, ice cream or. Taylor Swift could help us, or, you know, Pete, well, Pete Rayner, that's not completely silly, but if there's a bomb in your garden, maybe. It's no good asking someone who obviously can't help. You wouldn't ask your dentist to help if your kitten got stuck up the tree, for example, would you? Not unless you're a little bit of a lunatic. And you wouldn't ask a fireman to come and help you when you had toothache. Not unless you wanted them to get a mallet and whack you in the face and knock the bad tooth out. No, no, no. You wouldn't do that at all. You ask somebody who you're pretty sure will be able to help you, someone bigger and wiser. And here's what the psalm says right at the beginning. It says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Right, quickly put your hands up if you've ever seen a mountain in real life. Keep your hand up if you've ever been up a mountain in real life. Keep your hand up if you've ever slid down a mountain one way or the other. Yeah, a few people. Okay. I mean, mountains are big and strong and broad and they don't move and they're kind of impressive, aren't they? Some people, you know, in the ancient world, about the time when this psalm was written probably, some people believed that gods lived at the top of mountains because they're a long way up. They're high up and that must be where the gods are. And sometimes they built shrines and statues and things like that for the gods on top of the mountains because they thought, well, that's where they are. But our psalm doesn't say that our help comes from a God who lives on top of a mountain. Our psalm says that our help comes from a God who made all of the mountains, from a God who made heaven and earth. Now, in the natural world, mountains are, on a scale of 1 to 10, I mean, mountains are probably like 25 impressive in terms of their bigness and grandeur. So how impressive is God who fashioned the mountains with his fingers, who made the hills and the mountains? God is vast and strong and reliable and wise and experienced. So we don't lift up our eyes and hope that somebody on the mountain will toboggan down to help us when we're feeling a bit needy. We look to the God who made the heavens and the earth. God is more able to help you than anyone or anything else in the whole of heaven and earth. Is that good? Yes, it's good. But there's better news still. Because let's imagine for a minute, maybe let's imagine that God is big and strong and wise and powerful, but he he can't really help you. Sorry, busy, I've got another appointment somewhere. I can't help, sorry. So then you would have a, a big God who can't really help. But the Psalm says that this big God who made the heavens and the earth and the mountains that are very impressive, actually can and does and will help. And more than that, he wants to help. More than that, he is committed to helping you. Who's starting a new school this week? Hands up high. New school. Oh, wow. Okay. New school, new school. Who's starting school for the first time this week? Anyone go to school for the first time ever this week? Yeah? anybody is anybody feeling a tiny bit nervous about starting school this week yeah a little tiny bit nervous that's normal isn't it absolutely do you know all those teachers that you're going to meet they have had loads and loads of practice at helping new children they've had tons of practice they've done it before lots of times they're not worried about you not at all they're confident that they're going to be able to make the school a great place for you to go and a great place for you to learn. And they're excited for you because they think you're going to have a great time at school. Teachers have got loads of practice doing that. Our psalm today says that God's got loads of practice helping us. And he's committed to helping us. And he does help us and he will help us. But how? Well, let's have a little look. Do you remember we've been talking about mountains and we've been talking about this journey? We've been talking about climbing up a mountain. Uh, the, The Israelites used to go on a journey, a big road trip to worship, and they would ascend up to Jerusalem. Well, because we're on a bit of a journey, we can think about this too. The Psalm says, he will not let your foot be moved. I had a bit of a fall recently. It was a bit embarrassing. It's the kind of thing that old people have, is having a, having a fall. It, it happened to me. Uh, I'm on the way already. I, I had a fall, it hurt. It was bad. I, I slipped over. It was one of those, you fell over moments. God says he will not let your foot be moved on this journey with him. Okay? The road ahead of you might not be very clear. It might look a bit dangerous, might look a bit rocky. You might not be able to see round the corner. You might be not quite sure what's ahead of you. But on this journey with God, he will not let your foot be moved. He will keep you. What it means is that he will make sure that you stay on the right path. He's taking responsibility for you. You do realise, right, that the primary responsibility for maintaining your life in God is God. Do you know that? The primary responsibility for maintaining your life as a Christian is not you, it's not me, it's a relief, it's God. God takes responsibility for your life in God. The journey, the walk of faith is something that God takes responsibility for because he loves you and because he loves helping you, and because in the end, when we get to the end of the journey, we can say, yes, God, you did it! Amazing! And God will say, well done, you were really faithful, but we will all know that really it was him. So he gets all the glory and the plaudits and the praise and the applause and all the rest of it. God's the one who takes responsibility for you. That's why we can rest in his love it's why we can rest in his kindness and his goodness. We don't have to try and make it all happen. Next, the psalm says this, the sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. I think this is a really unusual verse, isn't it? Because, you know, what is the sun up there with a the club? Ha ha ha! Whack! The sun struck you by day, the moon's The moon's got a stick at night, it's going to whack you. And it's kind of creative language. And the the point is to say listen, night or day, waking or sleeping, God guards your life. He shelters you, He protects you, He watches over you. You won't suffer harm, He will keep your life. You won't fall away. He will maintain you. He will sustain you. He will keep you firm and solid in the faith. Wonderful. Finally, it says, The Lord will keep you from all evil. (laughs) He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forever more, without the help of Luke Skywalker and Yoda, I think probably was that Ben Kenobi. Anyway, never mind. What a promise this is. We look up and we say, "God, help," and we pray to a God who is completely committed to making sure that we finish the journey well. We say, God, I'm weak. Please strengthen me. Please keep me. And we pray into a God who shelters us day and night, waking or sleeping. We call on God where we feel really needy. And he promises that I will protect you 24-7, 365 days a year. I will keep your life from all evil. I will guard you and shepherd you and preserve you. This is The God whom we walk with and who we call out to, whom we worship, and who we ask for help when we're in need. Now, going back to school again, perhaps you're feeling a bit worried in case your teacher looks like this. (laughs) The Trunchbull, oh my goodness. Tilly's there, poor old Tilly, no she's not, poor girl. Maybe... Maybe though, because we're not just children here, of course we've got some children changing schools. Maybe, maybe you've just moved to a new city. I've met a few people this morning who have just moved to a new city. And and I mean, moving to York, as you know, is falling on your feet, isn't it? It's very nice. It's kind of cool to live in York, it's a good city. But maybe you're wondering well, what's gonna happen to us? Maybe you moved to York because circumstances were a little bit difficult. I had to move to York. I didn't want to move to York. I had to. I'm not really quite sure what's going to happen now. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you know actually something's happening where you're going to have to leave York and maybe you don't want to leave York and you don't know what's going to happen. Where am I headed? What's going to go on here? Maybe you're starting a new job. Maybe there's all kinds of other things that I haven't said that are going on that are making you anxious and fearful. Well, the Lord is your helper today, and tomorrow, the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will shelter, keep, and protect you, and he can do it, and he will do it, because he loves you. Now, a friend of mine taught me a really good prayer a few years ago, and I just need to warn you that it's quite a a deep, meaningful kind of prayer. It's one that's got a little bit of language in it that you need to try and get your head around But I promise that it's helpful. Are you ready? It goes, help, Lord, help. That was it. That was the favorite prayer of my senior pastor for about 10 years. That was his best prayer. Help, Lord, help. He prayed it all the time. It's a great prayer to pray because it gets you out of the way, for one. It's not you trying to tell God what you already know about God because God's not impressed with that because God knows everything about God. Far more than you know. So help, God, help means I know that you are the only one that can help, and I really need you to help. And if you don't help, I'm done for. Help, Lord, help. And I've got some homework for you. Kids, adults, parents, everybody, nobody escapes the Rose homework, the Trunchbull homework this Sunday morning. My homework for you this week is every single time this coming week you feel a little bit anxious or a little bit afraid or a little bit nervous about something, I want you to pray, help, Lord, help. Right? Get in the habit of doing it. Train yourself to say, help, Lord, help, when you're in the middle of something that's making you feel a bit worried. And then I want you also to keep your eyes peeled for the answer to the prayer. Right? Most of the time we pray the prayer and then we kind of get on with it and we carry, we just pray the prayer and then get back into the stress. It's like, what are you doing? Pray the prayer and then keep your eyes open for the answer. Now, I need to warn you, the answer might not look exactly like you think it's going to look. In fact, probably 99 times out of 100, it will not. Because God's wisdom and God's power and God's greatness is way beyond ours. And God isn't interested in just kind of ticking a form. God's working out his plan. Esther, he's working out his plan in you. So when you say, help, Lord, help, He's going to go, hmm, okay, I know just the thing. she will love it. And you might not know what it is, but then later on down the road, you'll go, wow, yeah, God helped me, and that was amazing. I can't, that was incredible. Some people pray, help, Lord, help, but it doesn't go right, and they get cross with God because God didn't do what they wanted him to do. But when we really pray that prayer, and then we look and we say, God, I'm looking, then he will answer. And if you want a little bit of extra homework because you're super keen, There's another prayer that you can pray. On the back of help, Lord, help, you can pray, and help me to see the help that you give me. (laughs) That's almost as important as help, Lord, help. Help me and help me to see how you're helping me because otherwise we might miss it and otherwise we might miss all these ways that God is at work because we're too busy stressing out about the things that are in front of us. And then next Sunday, when we're all together again, I would like to hear back. You can come and talk to me just personally, or you can come and share with all of us. I'd love to hear some of the ways that God has answered the prayer, help, Lord, help. Let's share some of the ways that Psalm 121 has helped us and strengthened us as we walk with him. Now... If you are a child and you are going back to school this week, whether you're starting a new school or going to school for the very first time, I'd like you to stand up on a chair, please, right now. That includes Ben, and it includes Sam, and you're going to have to look uncool with all the other children. We're all going to stand up on a chair. If you're going to school, if you're starting a new school, are you suddenly very, very tall, and I feel threatened? Are there any up there? there you are. Go on, boys. You you can be really tall up there on the balcony, okay? Now, everybody else, I would love you to stretch out your hands towards our children, and we're going to have a quick mega blast of prayer. We're going to pelt them with prayers, and we're going to say to God, help them, God, help, because the Lord knows them and is with them, okay? So let's all stretch our hands, and then three, two, one, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the kids. Thank you for the adventure of school. Lord, I pray for Barney. I pray that you give these guys a brilliant week and that they'd enjoy themselves and that they would find that you're helping them. I pray that they would make good friends and that they'd enjoy their classes. pray that they would enjoy learning. Lord, pray for all of them. Pray for those ones, pouting them with prayers over there. Lord, I pray for those two that they wouldn't get in trouble. Lord, thank you so much for your love for our kids. Help them, we ask. Okay, amen. Amen, everyone. We are done there for the morning. I believe that we have some coffee and refreshments served in the foyer. Feel free to hang around with those. And if you are new today, please come and talk to someone. Introduce yourself. Uh, City Church is genuinely a really loving and friendly community. So we'd love to get to know you and find out some of your journey, how you came to be with us today. See you next week, 10 o'clock. Enjoy your coffee. God bless you.